All right. Good to see everybody. You're beautiful. Great faces, right? Is that the truth? Okay. So, uh, my name is Sean Payne. I, I don't get to preach a whole lot, but fortunately, LifeSpring has really opened the doors for me to do this, to, to learn, uh, to be in front of people, and to just really... Um, Really let him do what he wants to do. And I just, and I can't thank Lifespring enough for that because um, I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for Lifespring. Okay, so I saw, I, I saw and I heard a whole bunch of answers to the community time question. Did everybody answer it? Yeah? All right, so the question is, and I'm going to reread this bad boy, what is something you've done or something you've had that you couldn't wait to tell somebody about. And you might be changing your answer right now, but so I saw, I heard a whole bunch of different answers, and they were like when they got married, or when so-and-so asked me to marry them, or when they passed the real estate exam, she's in here somewhere, even getting an awesome job. So those are really cool things to celebrate, and those are big things, and most of us, when we answered this question, the first thing that really popped in our mind was something that we were really excited about. Was that the same for you? And that's because a lot of times these things we're excited about, they took a whole lot of time, maybe, maybe even some money, uh, maybe even some blood, hope, hope no blood, sweat, some tears. So when these big, these huge things happen in our lives, they're, and these exciting things, they're so hard to hold in and keep to ourselves. So what we want to do is we, we just want to tell somebody. So for me, here's my, one of my answers to this community time question. And it is this. So anybody, do you remember your first car? If you've had a car, not everybody has, but I thought my first car was really cool. Did you think your first car was cool? And maybe it wasn't cool at all? That's my case, and <laughs> that's what I'm about to talk about right now. So back in the day when I was 16 years old, well, eventually 16 years old, and I got my driver's license, my parents, they gave me this truck. It was my dad's truck, and I thought it was awesome, and I thought it was so cool, and, but it really wasn't that cool. You'll see, you'll see pictures. They're not, they're not of the exact truck, but it's like really, really close. And this truck, so it was gray, it was a Nissan pickup, like the really, really old style. It was 19, I think it was 1987. Who was not alive in 1987? Wow, wow, wow. And this thing, it was a five-speed, it was a stick shift. Does anybody not know what a, when I say five-speed and stick shift, does anybody not know what that is? You, you know, man, come on. So they actually still make cars with the stick shift with the five-speed, if you didn't know that. However, they think by 2023, which is just next year, that that's going to, like, go away. And if you've ever had to do that, it's really not fun at all because you, you won't be – today, it would be crazy because you won't be able to be on your phone at the same time you're switching gears because, you, you, you know. All right. So the truck, and I'm going to show you a picture of it, looked like really close to this, right? Isn't that cool? <laughs> I thought it was awesome. And like, I thought it was so cool that I would roll up to places and I would rev the engine, right? And, and it wasn't like today with the, with the it wasn't, it was just a normal engine. <laughs> and I'd rev that bad boy. But so 
Oh, here's so what I did. So eventually, I thought this truck was so cool, but eventually, I thought it needed to be cooler. Like I wasn't happy with the way it was, and so what I did is I decided to lower this truck. It was cool. Come on now. <laughs> so this truck, I mean, it was like exactly like that. This truck, I decided to lower this thing, but what what is funny is I had to do it in phases. So I had to lower the front first. Does this remind you of anything at all? <clears throat> the front first. And so what I want to tell you is, is anybody familiar with the Carolina Lean and the Carolina Squat where the back of the truck is like this and down and the front's still up? Well, I was the inventor of the Carolina Lean, but backwards. <laughs> so I put, um, and the truck eventually looks something like, this bad boy. See, that's cool, right? It, but that's probably a little cooler. And it was all gray still. It was still like the other truck, just with stuff on it. So I put these rims on it, and it was like the deep set rims that stick out the sides. I tinted the windows. I put a blue neon. You remember neons? I put a blue neon, like by the license plate, and I put some big old Kenwood, no, they were Alpine speakers in the back, right behind the seat. And so people knew when Sean was coming down the road. Like I was, <laughs> everybody's like, oh, I knew you were coming. <laughs> so I thought this thing, this thing that looks kind of like this, I thought, I thought it was cool, but let me tell you something. It, I figured this out eventually, and God helped me. It really wasn't about it really wasn't about the truck. I wanted this low rider thing for myself because I wanted to look cool. I wanted people to look at me. I wanted people to say, hey, nice truck, man. And I wanted all the attention on myself. Anybody, anybody in that boat? So telling people, telling people about these proud things like we did earlier in the community time, those, that's great. Like, that's awesome. These, like, getting engaged, being married, getting a new job, all of these types of big news things in our lives. We want to tell somebody. But the question is, why are you telling people what you're telling people? I'm going to, this is going to be fun. I'm going to give you a couple of quotes from, it's all the same person. I'm going to read a couple of quotes, and I want you, when I ask you, to guess who it is. Is everybody ready? Yes, I got one yes. Sweet. Here it is. It's hard to be humble when you're as great as I am. All right, here's another one. I love this next one because I want to use it. I'm not the greatest. I'm the double greatest. <laughs> and one more just for fun. If you ever dream of beating me, you better wake up and apologize. <laughs> so this dude, obviously this guy, and there were like hundreds of this. So obviously this guy, he liked to brag, he liked to boast. Who do you think it was? <laughs> this guy actually is not alive. There you go. Muhammad Ali, one of the greatest boxers ever, or so they say, he said he was. He said he was the, greatest, the double greatest. 
So, and I use this word too. I use this word, I said he liked to brag and I like to boast. And if you don't know, if you're not really familiar with the word boast, it means to brag. <laughs> it means to point to yourself or to point to oneself. And it's, it's saying things about our stuff. It's saying things about our jobs, the things we do, the things we have. But why? And it's all so we can look good in front of other people so we can get all the attention because you think you're better than somebody else. I've been here a lot. Have you ever known anybody to boast and brag like a whole lot? Like that's all they did. Anybody? Or maybe you're struggling with this. That's, that's a very, that's possible too. And sometimes, sometimes it's hard to be around people that boast a lot because they get names like this. They're big headed. They're conceited. They're arrogant. And today we're going to, we're going to eventually at first, we're going to dive into first Corinthians 13 and we're going to see that all boasting is, is about us. It's all about self. Listen to this. And if we're self-centered, it's going to be really hard to be God-centered. So we're going to find out today that it's not all about us. Say, it's not about us. All right. And because I invented the Carolina Link, let's joke her this thing up. It ain't about us. There we go. Feels like home. So by the time we get to 1 Corinthians 13... The Apostle Paul, he heard that a lot of crazy stuff was going on in the city of Corinth, in the church, actually, within the city of, of Corinth. And this is why he wrote a letter to the church in Corinth called Corinthians. Makes sense. And instead of being a united church, we want, we, want our, we want this church to be united. But for them, for the church in Corinth, they were not united. Most everybody was divided. And if you... If you hadn't guessed, the Corinthians were doing a lot of boasting and a lot of other crazy things. And instead of following Jesus only, they were boasting about who they were following, like who their leader was. Have you ever hung out with, and this reminds me that, like, we often, well, back in, when we were little, at least, we want to hang out with certain people because it'll make us look a certain way. You ever been there? The Corinthians, what they were doing is they were, they were taking sides. So there were all these leaders. These, these church members were going here. These were going here. These actually were letting Jesus lead them. And this is why there was so much division in the church. And so if we let that happen with our church body, it's going to be divided. And they were also boasting about these things. So God, spiritual gifts. Familiar with spiritual gifts? Yes, one person. Awesome. So spiritual gifts. Every believer, when you believe, when you, when you decide to, to live for Jesus, to give your life to Jesus, every believer has a spirit. God gives you a spiritual gift. But the, what they were doing is they're saying, I've got this gift, and my gift is better than yours. Well, well, I got this gift, and my gift is better than your gift. And so Paul had a solution, and the solution was love. That's a good solution. 
And this is why Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 to 3. If I speak the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. And I think it was Lamar that said, like it's the present day being at a football game, and you got this air horn behind you. That's what this is like. All right. I thought that was, that was so good. And if I have the gift of prophecy, and I can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have the faith to actually move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all that I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship so I can boast but do not have love, guess what? I gain nothing but what is love. So in verses 4 to 8, Paul, he tells the church at Corinth what love is, and he tells the church at Corinth what love is not. Let's take a look at verse 4. And you may have heard this five times past Sundays. But love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. So last week, Dylan... Uh, Dylan got to explain why love doesn't envy. And today, we're going to learn why love does not boast. Imagine that, right? I only said the word <laughs> ten times. So, the first, so I'm going to give you three main ideas today. And the first one is what you're about to see on the screens. And it is this. Love others more than yourself. Like, this isn't, uh, this isn't like some awesome statement, but it's so simple, but yet so, so true. So love others more than yourself. So, but what did Paul mean when he said love does not boast? A lot of people, a lot of people know 1 Corinthians chapter 13 as the chap, the, the something chapter, the love chapter. Has anybody ever heard this read at a wedding? Yeah. Yeah, I had to, because weddings are all about love, right? But, I'm going to give a but, but Paul, he wasn't writing to a couple that's like about to get married. He was writing to the church in Corinth about their actual real problems. So the love we see in chapter 13, it's not romantic love. It's not the I love french fries or I love slushies kind of love. It's this, it's called agape love, godly love. This is unconditional love no matter what, no matter who. And the apostle, John, he sums this up so well. I, I just, I love this. So let's take a look at 1 John 4, verses 9 and 10. All right. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent, and this is action. He did something. He sent his one and only son into the world, and this is Jesus, that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So God sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die for you, to die for me even, taking our sin away or the power of sin away so we can live. That is amazing and awesome. And this is the kind of love. This, what I just described, is the kind of love that Paul's talking about here. Verse 11 of 1 John 4. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. The church in Corinth, 
They were doing a really good job at boasting about themselves, but they were doing a really bad job at loving each other. So why doesn't love boast? So we're digging into this more. So boasting, you've already learned, is all about us. It's not about others at all. It's all about us. Making everything about me or about you, it doesn't show anybody else love. And it takes everything away from them and puts it on yourself. The Corinthians, they wanted, they wanted to be praised. But love praises others. Proverbs 27.2 says to let someone else praise you and not your own mouth, an outsider and not your own lips. So the Corinthians also were focusing on their own needs. But love focuses on the needs of others. Godly love, it takes the focus away from us and it puts it on somebody else. So it turns or changes the perspective from internal or inward to outward. The Corinthians, they also, they wanted to be recognized or think they're seen. And I know it feels, to me anyway, it feels so good when somebody recognizes something you did or if it's a good thing <laughs> and not recognize you for a bad thing. But love doesn't need to be recognized, especially when we're helping other people. This is something, and you probably already guessed this, but I struggle and have struggled with this because I think it is awesome when people see what I, if I did something good and say, Sean, you did something good. I, it feels good. It feels really good. But if they don't say anything, what happens? All these thoughts come into my head, and they're thoughts of boasting. Like, well, if I tell them about this or tell them this or kind of give them more details, maybe they'll recognize me. But it's not loving. And that's what God's been teaching me is, Sean, this, this stuff in your head, this is not loving at all. Because why? Because it's all about me. It's all about Sean. And I've got to keep asking for God to help me, for him to convict me. And you can do this too. For him to, to help me not say things about myself which take away from other people. Let's check out Philippians chapter 2 verses 3 and 4. You've heard this maybe. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests but each of you to the interests of others. And then two verses later we'll hit verse 5 here. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Love other, loving others shouldn't point to us. It should point to Jesus, right? Not ourselves. And loving others more than ourselves, that actually bring glory to God. And that's what we're trying to do here. It's all about him. It's all about his glory. It's not about me. And since we're in Joko, I want you to say, it ain't about me come on hey I thought I'd only get like one person and that was so good so now what we're going to do right now is we're going to go back in time and this is before Jesus came to earth so what was happening is God's people in Judah and Judah is the southern kingdom so God's people in Judah they were rebelling against him they were worshipping what they wanted to worship they were doing Everything they wanted to do, it was all about them. It was all about Judah. And God 
what he did in the, you know, it, back in this day is he used people to warn. And these people were called prophets, and they would, they would give messages from God to all the people of Judah. Um, and he even, like this is it's crazy because through the prophets, he warned Judah over and over and over and told, would tell them like exactly what was going to happen but they just still wanted to do what they were going to do. But this time, it was a little different because God had already made his mind up. He had already said, I'm sending another nation called Babylon to come into Judah and destroy everything and to take people away from your land and put them in another land. <clears throat> and God, he used the prophet named Jeremiah to, to bring this message to the people. And yes, we do have a Jeremiah here. And I told him I wouldn't point him out. All right. Technology is amazing sometimes. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 to 24. Have you heard this today? Did somebody read it? Yes, Mark did. All right. Verse 23. There we go. All right. Actually, I'm, so, I'm sorry, guys, in the back. I mean, let's back it on up a little bit. And so before we get there, <laughs> before we actually get there, God, he gives us, oh, yes, I don't want to forget this. So what God does is he gives us a picture, and it's not a good picture. It's this, and this is right before where we're going to read. He gives us this picture of what's going to happen to Judah. And he's like saying how they're going to die and how people are going to mourn for them. And it's, it is, it's terrible. And like I'm reading this and I'm rereading it and rereading it. And like, man, like this is what happened. And God was saying this is actually what's going to happen. It was crazy. It was, it's crazy. But you're reading all that stuff and all of a sudden verse 23 happens. But... Also, what happens is our second point, and it is, thank you very much, guys. Don't boast about yourself. Another simple thing that sounds really simple but might not be so simple. And now, we get to go to verse 23, right after the, the mourning and the death. Verse 23, this is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast of the wisdom, or the strong boast of their strength, or the rich boast of their riches. These are, these are actually, so these three things that we just read, these are actually three of the biggest things that the world likes to boast about. Um, and the world, if you're not familiar, the world I'm talking about is, is the world around believers. So the world, the world is, are people that don't believe in Jesus, that aren't living their life for Jesus. So these three things are wisdom. And this, in the world, it's knowledge, it's education, it's I'm a doctor, so I'm better than you. It's strength or power. We've got some really strong dudes in here, by the way, that, are, that work out all the time. And then the other is riches or money. And if you take these things by, your, by themselves, they're not bad things. They're not sinful things. They're not wrong because people like you and me, 
We have these things. Christians or believers in Jesus, they have these things too, but they can use them for good. But God is saying this. He's saying, if you're wise, don't boast about your wisdom. If you're strong, don't boast about your strength. And if you're rich, don't boast about your riches. Don't tell other people all about the stuff you have. Don't boast about yourself. And these, these boasts, we're thinking of boasts that are like brag, 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 like Muhammad Ali. But boasts can actually be really subtle. And I'll, I'll give you an example here. So my wife is in, she's in a mom's group on Facebook. Anybody else in a mom's group on Facebook? Please, guys, don't raise your hand. Are you on a mom's group? I knew one, would, one guy would raise their hand. So she saw this post from a mom, and this mom was actually complaining about her housekeeper. And she then decided to tell the group that, she, that her house is over 6,000 square feet. That's a big house, by the way, like real big. Um, and that, her, that she pays her housekeeper to come three times a week. Would that be nice, moms and ladies? If you weren't paying for it, maybe? So this mom, she might not have come right out and said it, but she, she was actually boasting about her stuff, and she disguised it, or she hid it in a complaint. Now you know what to look out for. If, if we're thinking those things, or, or if other people are doing the same thing. But no matter how subtle... Still, don't boast about yourself. And remember that it ain't about us. It ain't about me. And I'm not going to make you say it again. But it ain't. It ain't about us. Let's check out verse 23 one more time. It's there. Thank you. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast of the wisdom or the strong boast of their strength or the rich boast of the riches. The word boast here and the word boast in 1 Corinthians 13 it's really more, it takes a negative kind of feel. It's really negative. It's even simple, it's wrong, and it's all about us. Then God says this in verse 24. And this is, man, this is God. <laughs> this, this is God. That's what he's about. He says, but let the one who boasts boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth, for in these I delight, declares the Lord. So the last idea we're going to see is boast in the Lord. Boast in the Lord, everybody. So God's saying, hey, people of Judah, if you want to boast, if you want to brag, brag about this. Brag that you know me. Man, that's powerful. And when we think of boasting, it, it, we're normally thinking about us. But have you ever thought about positive boasting in God, in the Lord? And here's the problem that we have sometimes, and I have sometimes, is before, before we boast in the Lord or before we tell anybody about Jesus or talk about what Jesus has done in our lives or what he's doing today and in the background, there are these little thoughts that go into our heads like, well, what is this other person going to think if I tell them about Jesus? What are they going to think if I boast in the Lord. All right, so it's easy to brag about ourselves when we know the world better than we know God. You can go ahead and put that up. It's easy to brag about ourselves 
when we know the world better than we actually know God. Think about it. In verse 24, God wanted the people of Judah to know him. But since they're God's people, you would think that they might already know him, right? You would think. But so the people in Judah, God's actual people, they, they knew a lot about God, but they didn't really know God. So for me, I can Google about Queen Elizabeth all day long and find out all kinds of juicy things and all this stuff about her life. But if I don't get on a plane, go to the palace in England, sit beside the queen, and talk with her, I don't really know her. I only know about her. Do you know God? If you don't know God, just take a second to say, why? Why don't I know God? Are you reading his word for yourself? Are you spending time with God in prayer? Again, prayer really is this honest conversation, just laying it out with God. So the people of Judah, what they were doing... They were going to the temple, and they were doing sacrifices and all these things, but they were really just going through the motions. And sometimes, sometimes we seek God for what he can do for us, like blessings and power and strength and health, but we don't seek God to know him better. And if you want to get to know God better, what are some things in verse 24 here that, that, will, that will help us know God better? Let's check out verse 24 again, and it's there. But let the one who boasts boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth, for in these I delight, declares the Lord. Know that God is kind. And in other versions of the Bible, kindness is actually translated faithful love. Know that he's the God of justice. Know that he's the God of righteousness. Then verse 24 says, says that these are all the things, these things that he just listed are the things that he delights in. These are the things God loves even. So we should, because if he delights in them, if he loves these things, maybe we should also delight in these things, which would mean we're living this out. We're following God's example. We should boast about we should boast about these things because God delights in them. Boast in the Lord. Boast about things like, and we've been talking about this obviously, but and you may have thought some things you could boast in. Boast that he's given us another day. Today, God's given us another day to be here together. He brought us here together and he's here right now. And if you've already decided to live your life for Jesus to to live like Jesus boast that he sent that God sent Jesus to save your life to save my life and if you hadn't decided to live for him yet you hadn't made that decision to to say God I need you I'm boasting right now that if God can save me God can save anybody he can save you trust trust me and the cool thing is, it's all for the glory of God. It's because it ain't about us. It ain't about me. It's all about... Thank you. You're learning. So what's really next for us, everybody? I'm going to put 
four things eventually up on the screen, and you can write, if you're taking notes, you can write them down, and I will try my best to give you some time to do that. Number one, ready? Before you boast, think about who you're boasting about. So are you going to boast all about yourself and your stuff and the things you do and the things you have, or are you going to boast about the Lord? Before you boast, think about who you're boasting about. Number deuce. Make sure you love others more than yourself. Really. Make sure you love others more than yourself. Number three. Just don't boast about yourself. It's plain. I just put, a, put it plain out there. Just don't boast about yourself. We don't want people to see us. We want people to see Jesus. And if we're boasting about ourselves, guess what? They may not. Boast number four. Oops. It is boast in the Lord because it's all about him. Boast in the Lord because it's all about him. All right. All these things that you may have written down and that I just talked about, there's a reason. Like, there's a reason. And, and these are important, but you're probably thinking, well, why is this all, why is this all important? Remember that people probably won't see Jesus if we're boasting about ourselves. People are only going to see Jesus if we love and live like Jesus. And if you've seen Jesus not just change, but transform your life, because that's what, that's what he's done in my life. Jesus, he came into my life, and he didn't, just, he didn't just change things. He did, but what he did is he transformed my life. That's completely different. That's bigger. That's so much better. But, you know, um, I was thinking about this, and I'm like, God, you did this in my life, and I've seen you do this in her life and in the lives of other people, why wouldn't I tell somebody else? Like, why would I hold this awesomeness all into myself and not say, I want you to have this too? And if you're here right now, and you're, or you might be watching online, and you don't have that, you don't have the change from the Lord, you don't have this transformation, you're not letting him do that, you can do it right now. Like you can do it literally right now. So everybody, um, we like to do this here sometimes, but um, I'm going to have you, if you will, please just bow your head, close your eyes. So right now, take this time to talk with God, honest conversation, lay it all out. And you can do this silently, by the way. Ask God what he wants for your life. God, what do you want? What do you want to do in my life? Ask him right now. God, what do you want to do? Help me, help me say yes. Or maybe you're too concerned about yourself like we talked about today and that you miss loving other people like you're not loving on your family or your friends and you're definitely not loving on your enemies. Or maybe you're not living your life for Jesus yet. Maybe you haven't made that decision. Again, you can do that right now. So, there are no great, special, magic, hocus-pocus words. 
And if you don't know what to say to God right now, if you want to talk to him and you want to give, your, give it to him, you want to give your life to him, you can say something like this. You can say, God, I messed up. I've been living my life away from you. And I want to turn around and run to you. God, please forgive me. I want to try my best to live like you want me to live. God, help me do this. And if you said this prayer, just so I know, heads bowed, I shut, please, please raise your hand. Awesome. And if you want to talk with somebody to, to maybe get more information or to just talk about what's going on in your life and and what might be next for you. Pastor Dylan's here today. Pastor Mark is here today. And there's a whole ton of other people that would love to have this conversation with you because it's not about us. Father God, God, we love you so much. And God, we're praying that that we... We, we open our hearts <laughs> to actually hear from you today and to really think hard about what, what you might want us to really think about today. God, we need your help so bad. God, in everything. And today, from <laughs> God, we, we love getting attention. Just help us, Lord convict us when, we, when, when that thought's coming up and we know we shouldn't say it God convict us just shut our mouth Lord help us live completely for you help us live for other people and not for ourselves God you're everything and it's in Jesus awesome mighty beautiful name amen